welcome welcome mr michael kostroff how are you very very nice to have you um thank, thank you, for, you for having me yeah of course thank you for doing this very very excited everybody you might know michael from oh, i don't know every single show on television ever <laughs> but most notably uh, as maurice levy on the wire and as uh, Rizzi on uh, a show that I love. Uh, I never myself got a chance to audition for it, but I love The Deuce. Oh, it's a good show, isn't it? Really yeah. good show. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great like theater actors on that show. You see um, incredible cast. I actually know, uh, well, I don't know him personally, but there was another guy from my acting class on there. He's the white guy with the really long hair. He plays the, the pimp. I forget his name. Oh, I'm, not, I'm just not placing him. Oh, he's a very good actor. Um, he was in my he was in my acting class for uh, I saw him once or twice. I think um, one of the weird things about shows like that is you just you sort of only encounter the people in your world. So I only knew the cops. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Such a big cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really, really good show. It's, I was actually looking at uh, we, I, we've actually you've been on so many shows that I've been on like. <laughs> We've been on the same, like a, a few of the same shows, but I think it's like all of, if you're in New York um, long enough, eventually you'll yeah. end up on some of these, on, on, on some of the shows, but yeah. Well, like we got a lot of other SVU is like, the, you got to check that box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, uh, where do, where exactly, did, did you grow up in, were you born in New York or? Uh, born and raised in New York City, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, the Upper West Side. Oh, oh, nice. And... Uh, and I've been back and forth between New York and LA a lot, just sort of trying to stir the pot wherever I could. Did you ever live in Los Angeles? Yeah, I lived there for twenty years. Oh wow, I lived there eleven yeah. years actually. I just I yeah. recently moved. Um, I went to LA first, and then came to New York. Um, I feel like most people, the people that start in New York end up moving to LA, and then the people that live yeah. in LA end up moving. I guess they. they they try both. I just change it up. I, I feel like I feel like I really have a gypsy spirit. Like I change it up every couple of years. I just moved to LA in February, and I'm loving being there and not being in the cold. And you know, um, just want to stir that pot for a while. Oh, so is that that's where you live now? I live in LA, so of course oh. I worked in New, work in New York. That's what happens when you move to LA. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm back in New York working. <laughs> always, always. That's funny. Always. I don't know why that is. It's one of those one of those weird weird rules of our business yeah it seems like um but it, w when you first moved so when did you move to uh did you you move to la 20 years ago uh god i'm so bad with numbers no i think i moved there around 1990 oh wow okay then i moved back to new york oh you went uh, back and for forth. a while i've been yeah. back and forth a lot it's not that interesting i just keep going back and forth <laughs> like i get i get restless but i just you know, try something different. Yeah, it's nice. Did you start? Um, did you start your acting training um, in New York? Or, I mean, or um, did you go? Did you end up going to like a like a four year uh, school? Or I, I have the most embarrassing or origin story. I have to tell you because I I did not go to college. Mm -hmm. I am I, I'm not untrained, but I'm not as highly trained as I should be. Oh wow, interesting. Uh, That's cool. So, I, I mean, I went to the high school of performing arts in New York, and I used to go to like you know some independent classes here and there, but I, I, much to my shame, I, I'm I'm less trained than than I than I really should be. So how did you end so, up even getting into acting? I always wanted to do it. It was it was sort of a calling, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I I was a very late bloomer. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't work with with any consistency until I was in my 
mid to late thirties. Oh, okay. And then I started working a lot. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I always knew it was what I was, what wanted to do, but I figured I'd be waiting tables my whole life and pursuing it and doing it for free. Yeah. You know? Is that what you were doing while, while you were pursuing it? Waiting tables? Yeah. Waiting tables and then all kinds of other temp jobs and support jobs, all kinds of things. Uh, yeah. You know, like, like everybody else. I yeah. it just, I, it took me a long time to get any traction. You know. Yeah, I feel like it happens. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I auditioned for maybe four years before I booked anything. Yeah. Um, I remember I was just, I, I and it's funny because I, I used to think I was good. And then I got good. And I was like, Oh, my God, that's why you weren't booking anything. You were you were terrible. Um, so I think I think time also helps a lot. Um, do you find that um, do you find that you seeing being as though that you did, weren't like you know you, you weren't classically trained or you didn't go to like a furry club do you think a lot of um i think you do you think the working was where you you got better was being on set and 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 working so much do you think that's what attributed to it yeah i think uh i mean i did i did study you know uh, i did study but not again not as much as i should have uh, uh, i've learned a lot on the job um my big barrier was my own um I was very, very, very shy. I was, uh, I, I felt like very, very small and like I didn't belong anywhere. And so, so personal growth was really what I needed to be able to work as an actor because presenting yourself is scary, mm -hmm. you know, and now I, now I enjoy it. I enjoy auditioning. I enjoy the whole thing, but that's been a, that's, that was a long journey because I was terribly insecure as a lot of actors are. Yeah, and really, really shy, and just just uncomfortable in my own skin. So I think that. What, what did you do to? Reasons. What did you do to help with that? Uh, therapy, a lot of therapy, mm -hmm. and um, but also I, I I always say I was rescued by my tribe, because as I got to know theater people and I got to know actors, first of all, realizing that we're all a little bit crazy, mm -hmm. but also there's a certain kind of a support. Um, an acceptance in our in our tribe where it's like look we, we take you warts and all you're weird we love you anyway you yeah know? and i i i uh i really sort of found my my people and i think that that kind of kind of helped me more than anything it was, it was sort of it was sort of the, my colleagues that went no you're good at this you're good at this and you should you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know yeah community seems important i feel like an actor should always um put themselves around the right people. I feel like yeah. when you find the right group of actors that you're around, you guys will push each other. You're definitely yeah. your own support system. Uh, me and I, I, I have mine and I'm always like, hey, was this audition? I'll, I'll send them my self tape <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what do you think? Was that good? What do you think? And so, you know, I, I, I feel like, um, yeah, having a good group of people around you is, is crucial. Yeah, and also, I mean, in my teaching and my mentoring, one of the most important things that I think I offer is what I call playing an open hand. In other words, I, I'm not polishing up my image for anybody. I'm letting them know that, yeah, I've got my own demons and my own insecurities and my own stuff, and I'm having a career and wrestling with it all at the same time. And I think it's important for people to know that you don't have to get yourself completely together. That's not, that's, that's, that's an unrealistic goal. Mm -hmm. We're all a little bit nuts in this business. Yeah. You know? That's good and to that's hear. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's good to, you yeah. know? it's good to know that you can still uh, be a little crazy and, and uh oh god it's terribly insecure but, but even even very famous ones who have worked with are very insecure you know yeah shy and stuff but was I, there i yes, go ahead. No, no sorry go ahead, go ahead i want you to finish your thought 
well, I, I just, I, I want to shoot down the mythology that when they see somebody who's on TV a lot, that, oh, he must have it all worked out. But not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Was there ever, um, you've, you've worked, you work a lot. And was yeah. there ever a time um, where sometimes it's like, I know I've fallen, I used to fall victim to this. I don't, I don't do it anymore. You know, as, as time goes on, I'm just like, ah, it's another audition. Uh, I did my best. I let it go now. But was there ever a time when you booked something and you were like, okay, this is going to be the shift. This is going to be the, the, the thing that changes my career. This is going to be, or um, was there a, every, a moment like that? And has there been times where you're just like, oh, that didn't do what I thought it was going to do? No. No? I, I, uh, I so, <laughs> my philosophy for the story runs in direct counter to, to that. <laughs> Some of the very popular philosophies nowadays. I'm a great believer in low expectations. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, I am. Uh, it's not that I'm not an optimist, but I, I think in a business that is where the supply and demand is so uneven, mm -hmm. um, I find I'm better served by expecting very little, because then everything that happens that's good is a surprise. Right. And again, it's not that I'm discouraged or depressed. I'm just like I'm realistic. So when I would start working, I'd get a co-star or something, and somebody would always say, well, you're on your way now. I'm like, well, we'll see. All I know is I'm working this week, so I want to celebrate that. Right. I don't know what comes after that. But I've, no, I've never had anything that I was like, this is going to really launch my career. Never. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a good, it's a, it's a really good mindset to have is be happy for what you're doing now and then deal, with, deal with what's coming after uh, later. Um, I've started to... I'm sorry, I keep jumping in. Uh, we, because you never arrive in this business. You never get to the place where it's like, okay, now I have everything I want. No, as artists, you always want to keep doing things. So if you focus on the lack, on what, the place that you're not yet, mm -hmm. you can get yourself really good and depressed. Yeah. You know? um, uh, but because for me, I think working at all as an actor is a miracle. You know, it's, it's, it's a shocking exception to the rule. <laughs> uh, really, every time I get hired, I get, I, I, I'm just completely surprised and delighted yeah that's what i was going to ask do you um are you still as happy with a new job as you were when you first started yeah yeah that's yeah, good absolutely yeah it's, it's just, I, just I joy. i've become i've become a little less shocked i'm starting to think maybe i might be good at this but um <laughs> you know yeah but uh, I, I will say i'll just to be really really honest there's been a shift somewhere along the line where i at this point, I feel pretty sure something will come along for mm -hmm. me. But, um, and I don't mean that in like an arrogant way. That's just been the pattern. Right, right, know? right. Uh, whereas before, I was like, I'll probably never work again. That's it. You know? <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm still, I call my wife. I'm like, I'm like, honey, I got picked. You know, like, I, I just think this is the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to get... Um... I used to get so down on myself when I wouldn't book, and my friends like, "Dude, booking is the is the like it's hard to book." So like booking, yeah, that's the exception, not not when you're not like you're thinking of it the opposite way. But yeah, um, I think um, every uh, I think every time an audition comes in, the best best thing to do is just do your best on that. If it comes your way, it comes your way. It doesn't is doesn't, and um, I I like to use them as training in itself also yeah you know i feel like every time you do an audition you get better well i also like i mean 
you were talking about being, you know, being in the present. It's like, I want to enjoy the audition because very rarely does it lead to anything else. So I don't want to miss what's happening at the moment. Right. You know, I, I like acting. I like creating a character. I like sort of doing the detective work of the scene. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you know, I've been, I've been teaching a class called Audition Psych 101 for a long time, which is all about the psychology of this stuff because that's where I, that's what really got me down a lot. That's, that, that's where I really got screwed up was the way I was thinking about it. And, you know, again, people think I'm being negative, but the norm is not booking. That, nothing has gone wrong. If we torture ourselves every time we don't book, we're really doing a disservice because uh, not booking doesn't mean we did something wrong or could have done something different or could have done something better or that we even got rejected. It just means we didn't get picked. And right. it's the normal thing. Nothing's gone wrong. You know? Yeah, let's so, talk. I wanted to talk about Audition Psych 101. So wh- when did you yeah. when did you decide to start that? And um, was it because of the just the mindset around actors and auditioning that you thought, you know what, I this is this is what I want to teach? Well, there's a there's an interesting pattern in my life where I get I, I'm the last to know that I have something to offer and then I got drafted into it. Okay. So a friend of mine uh, said you should teach a class on this. And I said, on what? I don't know what you're talking about. She said, she said, you're so stupid. Do you really not know this? She goes, every time I have an audition, you tell me some little golden nugget that sets my brain straight. I said, I do. So I was the last to know. I was, and she made me teach and I was terrified. And that first night was electric because I, I, I just wrote my little note cards and everything I could think of. And people said, they came up at the end, they're like, you just changed my life. I'm like, oh my God, I got to teach this thing. So I was sort of the last to know that over the years, I had started to solve my own problems and started to, to, to correct some of my thinking. And again, I'm not a positive thinking guy. I'm a logic guy. So, for example, we put all this energy into trying to do the impossible, which is figure out how to book a job. Right. Nobody knows how to do that. There's no, there is no magic trick to that. There's no pattern. And, and we're involved in this weird endeavor instead of doing the thing we know how to do, which is I do know how to play a role. I can take this role. I can play it the way I want to play it. It's one performance, and that's it. And that has changed my whole my whole career. And so I've been teaching people this class. So that it became this thing. I've now taught it all over the country. I've taught it in Canada. It's a book. It's an online course. And none of this was my plan. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me to be able to sort of help any actor anywhere, not go through what I went through, which was trauma, is uh, it's a gift. It's a privilege to me. So the, the class isn't necessarily about audition technique. It's more of the mindset around around yeah. all of it. It is not at all about audition technique. It Got is it. all about how we think about it. And it's all based on logic and field-tested experience as opposed to magical thinking. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, how, so is it, uh, do you do, you, you know, obviously not right now because of COVID, but do you do it in person as well? Cause I know uh, I looked it up and it seems like it's an online, like a video online class. It is now a video online class, yeah. uh, which I'm, I'm glad we, we filmed it with a live group of actors and I'm mm-hmm. so glad we did. We didn't know there would be a pandemic shutdown, ah. uh, because this class really works with, uh, you, you want to see it with a group of actors. So, so. That's why the, the online course is good. But there were a couple of things that led to that. One was that I, I get a lot of requests from places that I'm not going to get to. They'll say, well, when are you coming to Denver? When are you coming to Tucson? It's like, right. I don't really have any plans to be there. So I wanted everybody to be able to take the class. But also I found that people were coming back to the class again and again. And I'm like, why are you back? You've already taken it. They said, well, it was a lot of stuff that I wanted to hear it again. 
You know? right. So now people can have the course and just go back to it again and again and again and again, and, you know, go check in on the various subjects. So at the moment, it's only available as an online course. I do I hope to get back to teaching it live at some point. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely come by. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever, um, uh, well, actually, I wanted to ask, you, you do, well, you, you do know something about booking because you do work quite a bit. Is there any, do you approach each audition as, um, well, just in planter, do you ever watch, the, do you watch the shows before you audition for them? Yeah. Where, well, what kind of, what, what's kind of your process behind it uh, when you, let's say you, the email comes in, you have the audition, you have the sides, what do you do? <laughs> so, um, one of the things I've learned over the years is to respect that we all work differently and that has to be okay. I have friends who really do a lot of preparing and I'm not a, I'm not a big preparer. Mm -hmm. I think my acting approach has to do with being sort of intuitive about, about human nature and, and psychology, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't do a lot of research. I will absolutely watch the show to get a sense of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, or look up whatever, you know, whatever is available, I will, I will, I will look at. I don't, um, I, and I do believe in getting coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I have time, I always go to a coach because... Oh, that's interesting. Come out when you, when you say it out loud. By the way, I just want to, I want to say this too for any, anybody who's watching, listening, who does co-star. Those are harder. I think they're much harder. So when people say, oh, I didn't get coaching because it was only two lines. I can understand that from a monetary perspective, but if you can grab a friend who can coach you, it's always a good idea to work on those because I tell you, the first time the words come out of my mouth, they don't sound like a human person talking. <laughs> so uh, I, I spend, I think I spend most of my time trying to understand. Um, well, I look for all the clues of what what's going on, what are the nuances, what do I want, what you know, all the all the traditional actor questions. What are what are my objectives? What are my obstacles? What am I doing to get what I want? And also, why did the writer put this scene in here? Why is this why oh, is that's this a character here? Yeah. Because particularly with on camera, you have to be very careful about creating more story than what's there. Sometimes your character is not there to take a personal journey and to have a trajectory and an arc. Sometimes that's not why you're there. Sometimes your purpose has to do with the other other characters. So right. I, I give some thought to these things. I think I, I think I think a lot about what would it like to be, be to be in that room at that time. Um, but I will tell you one of the things that's made a huge difference. That sounds so easy and so obvious, but it's something we neglect. I think when we when we audition, we tend to think, oh, what reading is going to impress them? What are they going to like? How do I how do I get the casting office like me? How do I get them to cast me? And um, that's not what your character is doing. So I've returned to the character's job, mm -hmm. which is, you know, if, if I'm a tattoo artist, my job is to find out what you want the tattoo to look like. Mm -hmm. And when I go back to really doing that, you know, I've said to students, do you know what that customer wants? No. Well, ask them. Ask them to find out. Yeah. That very simple task has saved me from a lot of second guessing on a lot of nerves. I, you know, I'm, I'm not there to, uh, to, to impress a casting office. I'm, I'm there to, um, you know, help my, my, the person who's in recovery. Cause I'm, I work at a recovery center or whatever that job is, yeah. you know? Um, and, and that very obvious sounding simple thing is what 
tends to go out the window when we audition because we yeah. get outside of our, ourselves. But it, you know, if my job is I, you know, I want this woman to know how much I love her, then I just have to go in there and do that. Right. Just yeah. the rest. The rest is up to somebody else. You know. Right. How much of it do you think is in our hands, and how much of it is not in our hands? I mean, there's um, there's times where I'll do a tape, and I'm just like, if I don't book this, I don't know what else I have to do. Sometimes I've I've had these experiences where I'm just like, that is like the best tape that I could possibly do. I can't do any better than that. And the casting seems right for me. I feel like, uh, you know, sometimes I book uh, I. I'm 38, but I look younger. So, like sometimes it depends. I can even if I shave, I can even look 20 or something like that. So I'm in this weird sp- space right now where I'm auditioning for 40, 45, something like that, all the way down to 20 something. And sometimes I feel like I, you know, the casting might not be right age wise or something like that. Um, but sometimes I feel like the casting's dead on, and I feel like the tape is just. I'm like I couldn't I couldn't have done that better, and nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. I mean, it happens, and it's um, that that to me can be. Sometimes I I'll do a tape, and I'll be like, okay, I might book this, I might not. I wasn't that right for cast, you know, casting wise. I did my best, and I have those feelings always. I'm just like, okay, but it really hurts when you're like, oh, this is this is perfect for me, and I feel like I did my best, and then you still don't get it. Um, so I was wondering, do you feel like in moments like that, somebody else was just first of all, outacted or was it maybe the casting was better for them or who knows? It's not even that logical. Uh, First of all, I don't think there's any such thing as outacted because I think that, you know, it's subjective. I listen, I've, I've done a little bit of directing as a a theater director. Mm -hmm. I sat behind the table and I've been wowed by somebody and the artistic director from the theater goes, wow, I get it. That was terrible. It's subjective. (laughs) And I think, you know, I, I really want to encourage actors to get away from the idea that if you didn't book it, it was something you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Your tape might have m- m- was probably just as great as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. It probably was. Um, and we obviously don't know why they made the choice that they made. Do you ever go back back and watch to see what who they cho- chose? Um, I I think once I did. Sometime, uh, I think one time I, uh, I did. Uh, this show hasn't... Um, it, it was a show that was being hasn't, it aired hasn't aired yet, and I'm not sure now if it's even being aired because I haven't really heard much about it. I don't know, so we'll see. But I'm curious sometimes to see I, who got it. Sometimes I watch and I'm like, oh, they, they went to a celebrity. Okay, I understand that. Or oh, I didn't do what that actor did. He that and that's what they wanted. It's mm-hmm. not that it's better or worse. It's like oh, they want that wanted that. It's it's not that you could have done something different or better. It's just that you didn't get picked. The analogy I always use is. If I go to a restaurant and I decide to order chicken instead of fish, it doesn't mean the fish is bad. It means the chicken is what I picked. It's not a rejection. It's just, <laughs> yeah. That's just what I picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're menu items. Mm. Um, your, your initial question was how much control we have. No control. The idea that we have control uh, over getting chosen is insane. It doesn't have mm-hmm. any logic to it. Keep in mind, they don't always make the best decisions. Right. I've seen people cast, and I was like, oh, what a terrible choice. I've made casting decisions, mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not a science. So for us to take on, oh, I must have done something wrong. It's so unfair to ourselves, right? you know, yeah. but it's hard because as you say, you put out this beautiful work. It's like giving a gift and expecting nothing in return. You say, I'm just going to put this out there, you know, and, and that's what, that can be a little hard on us, yeah. you know? Um, after all of these, um, all the shows you work on, when you, 
when you leave after, like, you know, because you, you work on some of these shows for a little while, um, when you leave, is it um, is it always sad, or are you just, or are you happy for the next journey, or is it a bit of uh, you know, is it a bit of both? Um, Depends. I mean, with TV, the nature of TV is like I don't. Everybody's so busy. I don't meet everybody. They've got to get on to their next shot. There's sort of a they just give you a little applause and send you on your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they wrap you, and that's that. Uh, with theater, when you've really spent time with people, that's uh, that's a deeper parting. You know? Yeah. Do you like you uh, like do you enjoy doing t- uh, theater more than I love I love doing theater. I love yeah. theater. Yeah. Um especially musical theater. I've done a lot a lot of musical theater and I just really enjoy it. How'd you get and, into uh, if you you didn't you, <laughs> you didn't have a formal training but you still did musical theater. That's pretty amazing. Did you know I you could sing voice. or No, I mean I've, again I've, I've studied voice like you know oh, Okay, you have. Okay. Pr- with private private voice teachers. I just didn't go to college. I see, I see, I see. Or anything. But yeah. Um but yeah, I was always I was always musical, but I had to I had to get a lot better to book anything professionally. So uh, when did you get started into directing? Um, I guess let's see, it was probably maybe eight years ago. I, I again fell into it by accident, and I, I I found that I loved it, and I'm looking to do more uh, directing just in regional theater. I don't want to do it in New York because I don't want people to get confused about what I do. I want to be an actor for. But um, yeah, I really love it. It's the you know it's again it's the, all, all that puzzle solving is so much fun, uh, and also trying to provide the atmosphere that I like when I'm on the actor side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about uh, what's what's the difference between um, I guess working on film? Um, you've done a lot of film work as well. The what are the differences between film and TV in the sense of, uh, do you approach any of it and the work differently in any way? I honestly don't. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. I, I don't perceive a whole big difference. And, um, uh, I've done some film, not as much, but not as much as TV, but, but to me, the practical experience is not any different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Would you, do you, pre- you prefer doing TV over film? I just prefer working. <laughs> working <laughs> just because, yeah. over not working. Yeah, you know. Was as- I mean, there's, listen, look, there, there, like everybody, I, I have goals. Right. You know, I, I, I would like to do more film uh, than I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to do more New York theater than I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, and those are all just places that we're looking to grow. You know, grow into. But. Um, uh, I just again, I feel immensely fortunate that I work at much too. That still still surprises me. Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever get recognized for some of the roles you've done, like out on the street or anywhere? Yep. You do. Yeah. How, how what was the first time that that happened? Was it was it weird? <laughs> no. Well, not for me. I mean, I'm I'm so. I don't want to sound like a geek, but I mean, I'm so grateful. Yeah. You know, unless it's weird, which has only happened a few times, it's been a little strange. Mm-hmm. Or I don't like people to be nervous around me. That bothers me. That's uncomfortable when they're if they're treating me like some big star or something. I don't. That's just <laughs> too weird. But but I love when people come up and they say, "Hey, I like your work," or I, you know, I, I you know, I, I just think it's it's amazing to be at a point where people stop you and say they like how you do your job. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it, it, what other profession gets that? Dentists don't get stopped in the street to be told. You know, true. that's it's, true. I just feel lucky. Yeah, it is pretty great. Um, did you ever, um, 
Did you ever train with with Larry? Is that uh, how uh, with Larry Moss or with Carl Bury? No, I, 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 oh, Carl, Carl Bury. Yes, I took his class. Good oh yeah. Course. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I took his class for a while. He's a brilliant teacher. Yeah. I sat in on one Larry Moss class. Uh, I've only had one opportunity to do that, but uh, Carl is a great, great acting teacher. Yeah, he's very he's good. Brilliant. Yeah, we've uh, I've been his class for. Um, since I moved out here, actually, um, yeah. I just I saw him work, so I was like, "Oh, this guy must know what he's doing," because he was he's a very good actor himself. Um, he's a so. great actor and also a very sweet man. I like him a lot. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I was I was taking his class, uh, but then work just work, work took me out of it. Um, so when I come back to New York, I'll I'll, I'll be studying with him again. Yeah, um, the the business side of of yeah. of acting. Um, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people don't, you know, because we are artists and there is a business corporate kind of part to all of this. Um, I myself don't mind it. You know, I have, I work, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, do, you know, I understand the business side of things and stuff, but there's a lot of actors out there who just get frustrated by a lot of the business side of things because they're like, look, yeah. I'm an, I'm an actor. I don't want to deal with all of this. I got into acting because it's an art. And now I feel like the deeper people get into it, the more of the business kind of creeps in a little, um, yeah. was that, do you just learn as, as you go on? Um, how do you navigate that? Is there, is there issue? Is there ever like? A, do you ever get told about like? Oh, well, you were gonna get this part, but somebody else got. Is there? I don't know. Uh, just conflicts like that that ever arise. Um, I don't explain the last part to me about me about somebody else getting a part. Yeah, yeah. just like uh, sometimes you hear about. Um, oh, I was gonna get this. Uh, you were up. For, I was up for a part, but then this other person had this other agent that was. I don't know, uh, yeah. bigger agent than mine, and maybe somehow was able to get a Look, part I'll be, over that. I'll be really honest with you, and it might surprise you. I, I don't uh, deal with the business side a whole lot. Okay. You know, uh, um, and I might have an even greater career if I did, but I'm, I, I, I have an aversion to promotion or, you know, trying to parlay one job into another. And mm -hmm. I, 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 again, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Right, I'm right, saying right. for me, it's really unpleasant. But what's great is I've gotten to the place now where I have a, such a strong agent and such a strong manager that I just, they just, you know, do it all for they you. Do what they do. Yeah. They do what they do. I mean, I, you know, uh, I, um, I'm not into this sort of myth of, uh, I shouldn't call it a myth. That's not fair. But I, I see a lot of actors constantly trying to promote, try, trying to create content that, that is like sometimes not even good. They just want to put themselves out there and, yeah. you know, build up their followers. And I'm just, I, I kind of just want to act. To be yeah. Honest with you. Yeah. I you agree. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't, uh, yeah. um, I don't believe that you need that um, to make it in yeah. the business at all. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think there are some people that might look you up, but I don't think the serious people in this business really give a damn whether you have an Instagram following or not. Um, I don't think it has anything. I hope not. Yeah. You know, I, but I, 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 I will fail that test every time. I don't have a big problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, um, oh, I had a, God, I had a question and I was, go oh, uh, do you ever, do you, do you ever turn down work? And if so, do. why? 
yes. Yeah. I do. Uh, you know, that was, a, that was a strange thing to get used to. Um, my agent actually loves to turn things down. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I still come from that mentality of trying to scoop up whatever work comes along, but I've had to sort of calibrate that. I mean, I, I, I needed at a certain point to stop doing co-stars. I don't, I don't do those, those roles. Um, now I, I don't always do guest star roles either. It has to sort of be the guest star or recurring, you know, or a series regular or and up and up and up. Although what's interesting is in film, because I don't have as many film credits, I will take a much smaller part than I would on television. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I sometimes, I, I, very rarely, but sometimes I turn something, an audition down because I really, really hate the project. Right. There was one TV show that turned it on. I went, I can't, I can't. It's just it's awful. <laughs> um, but um, uh, more often, I'll, I'll turn it, turn down an audition if the role's not big enough. Um, um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much the only only time. I mean, these days, uh, you know, I'm living in LA and c- coming here to New York to film involves more than just flying in and doing it because it's COVID testing and, you know, so it's a, it's a bigger consideration, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I turned out a lot of things and then I, I do get asked to do a lot of like, uh, readings and, uh, that kind of stuff. And I, I can't do them all. I have to turn some of them down. Otherwise I'd be, what do you mean by readings? Like, um, well, like, like, well now they're all online, but, uh, like uh, somebody who's developing a play and, and wants oh, to see. do a reading of it just, just, just to sort of check in with it or a screenplay. Right, right, right. I like doing them when I can, but I, I, I can't do all of them. I just get a lot of those requests. Do, do you write as well? I do write, but I don't, I, I'm not a screenwriter or a playwright. I, uh, I have had very unusual writing jobs. I've, I've written three books and I'm working on my fourth, um, all, all about our profession. Um, I used to be an advice columnist for Backstage. Oh, cool. I used to, used to write for Disneyland, which I really love. Uh, what did you used to write at, for Disneyland? I Everything from their live shows to um, uh, in-house, like if they had a meeting of the sales department, they'd have a little entertainment thing, piece for that meeting. Oh. There was all kinds of stuff to write, you oh, know. Interesting. Uh, including, you know, when they put together a parade, they have to write up a treatment to see what, it's gonna, what the flow of it's going to be. And, that stuff is all invented on paper first. How do so you how, how how do you apply for a like? How did you get that job? Like, where's the is there, where's the listing for that? By accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was working at Disneyland as a performer. Oh, cool! I had never written, and one of the writers there said, "You should be writing for us." I said, "I'm not a writer." He goes, "I don't care," mm-hmm. and I was terrified. I thought this was going to be terrible, and then it turned out that I was a good writer. I didn't know that. Um, and I write a blog uh, called The Weekly Curmudgeon, where I complain about things, and I enjoy that <laughs> a lot. And so I just have these, these sort of oddball writing jobs. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, were you? Uh, what char- were you? One of the Disney characters when you were working there? I, I was in the original Aladdin show. It wasn't one of the Disney characters. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, so you're performing yeah. in the actual show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. It was fun. Aladdin. I would love to play Aladdin. I think I'm too old now, though. Aladdin is a much, much younger. Maybe there'll be a sequel. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. Aladdin 2. <laughs> yeah. Aladdin 2. That would be nice. Um, yeah. I, theater seems to be, um, 
I moved to New York for theater. Um, it just seems to be more difficult to break through uh, these days in New York theater. If I, f- I feel like it's kind of backwards these days. I don't know. Tell me what you think. But um, back in the day, I feel like people would come through the theater and then go on to become famous. I feel like these days now, the cost of putting on a play are so high that if they don't sell out the seats, that it's, yeah. it's really hard to put on a play. I feel like now people become famous and then come to and then come to Broadway um, because they you know they need the fame to sell to sell the seats. I produced a play last year. I mean, I, I lost my shirt on it, wow. but but I didn't do it. I didn't do it for the money. I, I we already knew. Um, I knew going in. I was like, this is the first play. Um, we did Italian American Reconciliation by John Patrick Shanley, and um, we did it here. And I produced it, and we I had some incredible actors um, in the show. Um, but we ended up losing quite a bit of money. Um, but we were happy to do it. Um, but I learned a lot during the process, and and it's really really hard to get people to come and see plays. Um, really, really difficult. Um, so um, yeah, I feel like uh, I, going out for aud- auditioning for um, theater doesn't seem like there's a lot of stuff for somebody. I almost feel like they they. I think they prioritize maybe people who have uh, come from the from the great schools. Um, you know, if you're uh, background Juilliard or Yale or or you know NYU or whatever. I think they do uh, that, and then. Um, but I'm, I'm not too sure. Do you know? Do you know a little bit more about that? I, I, I don't because I still have my face pressed up against the glass. In, in terms of New York theater, I have very few credits there. Yeah, yeah. I think so. it's hard. it seems like it's harder to break break in. Although there is, um, I think, if you're an equity member. I think every play, uh, every equity play uh, has to have a certain number of equity people audition. So I think through that process, yeah. you can maybe get seen from time to time. But you, it, get, you can get seen, but yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> it, no part of our business is easy. And yeah. anytime we think it is, we're being, we're being fooled. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much uh, do you think it would be much easier for or not easier, but do you think it helps a lot uh, for your acting career if you are creating your own st- your own stuff like films, short films, um, you know, uh, writing things to get made. Okay. So I'm of the opinion that anytime we do something that's sort of calculated to try to get known or attention, that's not the best stuff to do. When you have a passion for something or something amuses you, to me, that's worth doing. Right. You know, I I mean, I always think of this, I have this two man show that I do with my friend, Eric Levitt. And it started because we were kicking around, Nothing going on. We said, let's put on an evening of funny songs for our friends. And we found stupidest old vaudeville songs ever. And just, it was going to be a one-nighter. Mm-hmm. And we just did it to amuse ourselves. Mm-hmm. That thing has taken us on cruise ships and around the country and it won a, a oh, wow. cabaret award. We were not trying to get <laughs> get it to be anything. Right, right, right. Um, and I, I feel like the better things come out of um, that sort of pure artistic desire. I, I hate things that are sort of calculated to promote. They they, they feel empty to me. Yeah, you know? I think if you, I think that's true. I think you do anything from the heart, then people will notice it and uh, take More recognition likely, of I it. Think. Yeah, because now there's you know there's such a glut now of content. There's podcasts and there are, there are you know uh, YouTube channels and there are you know TikToks and all. Just everybody's making stuff and selling stuff, and yeah. I, I I feel like it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, so. I, I, if I'm not putting out something that I love, that's really good, mm-hmm. uh, or that entertains me, then I, I think I'm doing a disservice. 
Yeah. After after all the years of being in the business, what 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 most do you like about it still? Um, any things that um, any things yeah. you you don't anymore? Maybe some things you're just like ah oh, when I when I first started out, you know I really enjoyed this, but I just don't anymore. Um, um, I really, to me, one of the top things is I love actors. Like mm-hmm. I, I I love that the, that those are my colleagues. Those are the people I get to spend time with, and those, you know, it's a bunch of really funny, interesting, lively, vibrant, weird people that I. I'm like, these are my people, you know? And, and so that's something that I love about it. And what I love is, is that um, we keep getting to solve new puzzles, every new project, new puzzles, mm-hmm. new things to figure out, uh, uh, new things to crack open. And, and I just, I love that. I love that. Um, there, I can't think of anything that's become old. I, I will say this. I was, you know, I've toured with several big shows and I find that after a year and hundreds and hundreds of performances, it's time for me to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but, um, no, I, to be honest, I just really feel incredibly fortunate to do what I do. And I still, I still love it. I do. Yeah. You know? Any any advice for up and coming actors? Um, yeah, just uh, yeah on how to I don't know maybe just uh, um, what is it just uh, aspirations or um, setting setting goals maybe in a way where maybe um, uh, yeah something you think that the a goal setting situation that uh, may help them. I I mean I have so so many so many ideas because I love mentoring. I think if we we have to approach this from the premise of it's an impossible career, right? Balanced against the fact that somehow some people manage to get jobs, mm-hmm. so it is somehow doable, but we shouldn't expect too much from it because. The likelihood is, we, this is just math, not to be discouraging, it's just mathematics. So, so then, then we're, as I say, that supports the idea of enjoy the journey. If, if all I can do right now is an acting class, I want to enjoy that acting class. If all I can do right now is student films, I want to enjoy that fucking moment where I get to do that. Right. Because uh, otherwise you could spend your whole career chasing the stick, you know, whatever that metaphor is, just right. chasing the thing that's not going to, you know, there's a little analogy, I'll never forget this, when my nephew was little. Um, he was like, I think he was like eight years old. He was really excited because he was coming to visit me in LA and he just, he wanted to go to the Hollywood Wax Museum. He was so excited about the Hollywood Wax Museum. He talked about it. We had breakfast that day. He's like, we're going to the Hollywood Wax Museum. We're going to the Hollywood Wax Museum. And we, we get there and he takes off and keeps running and running and running. He goes, come on, come on, come on. I was like, don't you want to stop and see the, the, come on, come on. He wanted to get to the next thing and the next thing. And the look on his face when it was over. He'd missed the whole thing because he wanted to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next, the next room and the next room and the next room. I would say, well, what, what we here is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. And he missed the whole thing. And I'm, I'm, I get concerned that we can spend our whole careers that way, thinking that we're going to get to some level where we won't be chasing it. I know we said that before, but it is important advice to sort of relish the journey as you go of this crazy, impossible career. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's the mindset thing that I think is important. Yeah. I think managing your mind as an actor is 
crucial because it's uh, uh, unpredictable, sometimes upsetting, sometimes disappointing business. And I think how we manage unemployment and how we manage the times when it's not going well uh, is really that, that, that separates the men from the boys, as they say. So I, I will also say that if you've got issues, if you've got depression or anger or insecurity, those are things to, to, to spend time working on and not figure, oh, well, that's just me. I'm a great believer in uh, therapy or meditation or whatever it is that, that, that works to address those issues. Yeah, definitely. I feel I feel the same way. That was a long-winded answer. I didn't mean. To no, that, that was great. <coughs> it was um, all kinds of ideas. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I I, I believe strongly in therapy as well. Um, I feel like it's helped me. Um, I think one of the the being in class taught. taught I think being in class brought out in me all of the things that I figured out I needed therapy for. Yeah, I never knew um, a lot of the things that were because um, when you when you're in a good class, you know, obviously, if you're if you're in a class where they're like, oh, yeah, everything you're doing is great. It's all great. But if you're in a good class and, you know, you're constantly being pushed and you're working on really difficult material and you're working on things that um, will put you, you're the person, you not the character you're playing, will put you in a compromising situation that you're not that you're not okay with i think it comes out and then you start to realize you're like oh why couldn't i do that why was that hard for me or why was i really really embarrassed or why was i scared scared is a big one um there's a lot of fear that 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 drums up um in class when you're working on stuff there's a lot of embarrassment i was always i was the guy that was always afraid of looking stupid like i didn't want to look stupid i didn't want to look uh you know just yeah, I guess that's it. Just looking stupid, and I started to realize I'm like, oh, you, you I can't have this. Um, I can't have this barrier if I want to be an actor. It's just too hard. Acting but is too. too just, <sighs> I went to therapy. Yeah. Um, went to therapy for a while. Um, obviously stopped uh, during COVID or whatever. But you know, once everything is uh, back to normal, I, I'll definitely be doing that. But also just um, understanding. Um, I guess. Uh, the first part of it is just knowing that I have this issue, you know, because when you don't know, you, you don't know what to work on. But when I knew, I was like, oh, I'm going to catch that this time. And just, yeah. just personally catching it from time to time and understanding that I had that there. And then also just going back to class and working the same scene, you know, working the same scene until I was eventually, uh, uh, now, now that I knew the issue, I, I could address the issue, work on it in therapy, and then go back and try to tackle it again. Um, that happened, um, but it took a while. It took it took a long time, and I, I'm, I'm not saying it's healed, but it's become it's become much much uh, much easier and much well, yeah, better. The awareness, as you said, the awareness is is everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, being aware of it um, um, definitely helped, and then being on stage, doing a play was remarkably scary. And um, the first night, opening night, I was probably the, so afraid, um, afraid half to death, probably. And then um, by the end of it, I felt like I felt like a superhero. You know, I felt um, I felt very special up there. I felt like, man, I can kind of I'm kind of doing what I want up here. And, um, you know, it just but that also took a, took a long time. But it was an incredible feeling uh, to feel. Yeah on stage do you feel like that on stage do you ever feel like a superhero up there because i feel like sometimes when it's going well you almost know that you have the audience 
in the palm of your hand sometimes I, when it's I, going? Know, do you feel that way? I've done the I've done the producers a lot, and I always feel that way with the oh, great play. It's a monumental undertaking. Oh my god, it's three a, hours of unbelievably know, difficult. I, yeah, I I feel like a million bucks after those performances. I, I feel like Superman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling some because after the show was you know people sometimes they'll stay after the show and they, you go out and have a drink with somebody or if your friends are there. I remember after one show, somebody came to the bar after, and they're like, "They're like, oh, how do you feel?" I was like, oh, "I feel, I feel good, whatever." They're like, "You know, you were just up there on that stage like 30 minutes ago. We were all watching you, and now we're just here having a drink." You know, it seemed a bit strange for, for them, and I was just like, "Wow, it's starting to feel normal for." I, I get it though. You know, I, I totally understand it. So it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's weird in that yeah, sense. But it is, it is kind of amazing because I know I don't feel like that person on stage like that person's very exciting and dynamic and i feel like a boring old guy <laughs> and it's 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 that's just a, like something magical happens when you you know yeah when you step into that world so, yeah yeah i miss it i really miss theater a lot yeah i hope it opens up soon do you know if anything's opening up soon or there there's some Definitely they're not. doing pop-up shows now they're doing pop-up shows, right. theater shows here in New York with a limited audience, uh, but it's been pretty cool. I've been seeing some stuff pop up, but I can't wait till theater's back so I can start going yeah, back and start cool. seeing some shows. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Do you have anything cool coming up that we can look out for you for? Any, uh, you said, I think you said you just got booked a TV show. Is there anything uh, yeah, you can talk filming, about? Uh, well, I, I'm filming two things. I'm filming uh, an episode of Prodigal Son. I don't know when it'll be on, and I'm filming my uh, an episode of billions which i've been oh, cool. recurring on oh nice um uh yeah i don't I, you know i've got nothing to plug <laughs> cool well the audition psych um audition psych 101 is where's the what website can people find that on it's, uh, it's audition psych 101.com awesome yeah that sounds and really really find cool out all about the online course and you know uh yeah that's it's uh we it, it's people have been really really enjoying the fact that they can circle back and watch it again and again and again. So I'm, I'm glad that we have that as, a, as, a, as an available tool for people. Because I honestly don't know another class that talks about the psychological side of all this stuff. Yeah, I don't think I do either. People can, so yeah. once they get it, they can keep it? Yeah. Oh, wow. They keep it forever. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good to have. Then yeah. you can go back and just check it whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I talk a lot. And people say, I, I missed some of the things you said. So you know, this way you can go back and slow me down. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll be excited to see you and all of the stuff that you have coming up on television. Thank you so much, Thank Michael, you. for doing this. This was really, really awesome. I think um, I think people are going to take a lot away from it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's totally my pleasure. My yeah, pleasure. Thanks for appreciate having your me. time, and hopefully, we'll do it again sometime. We'll do. All right, <laughs> bye. A-